Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Time now for our lightning bets, our favorite plays for today. Aaron, when we were talking about NBA free agency earlier in the broadcast, we mentioned that uh, Kyrie Irving uh, may be flirting with the Phoenix Suns uh, so that maybe he can get uh, the max deal for the Mavericks. And James Harden is is this great big unknown, and the Clippers uh, might be his ultimate destination, which would be really, really interesting. Uh, again, you know, great regular season guy, but the Clippers are looking at bigger goals there, so I don't know how, how well that would work out. Uh, but when you're looking at, say, teams with practical cap space, the new CBA, there, there are a lot of nuances to it that, that we won't get into. But uh, when you're looking at teams with, say, practical cap space, there are six teams that may very well have the funds to make some real splashes. We talked about the Rockets having a ton of money and that maybe they're not going to try and rebuild anymore, that they want to get like the Fred Van Vliet's of the world and, and you know, really make a go of things. Uh, but the Pacers, Spurs, and Pistons have some cap space to work with. And then Utah, Orlando, and OKC are also in the black when it comes to practical salary cap space. And I'm wondering, Aaron, uh, among Pacers, Spurs, Pistons, Utah, Orlando, OKC, it feels like that the Thunder, we're already pretty high on them as far as uh, being on this uptick and, and playing this unique style of defense. But if they have the money to go after some guys, don't we need to take them even more seriously? 50 to 1 or 100 to 1 to win it all right now at BetMGM. Certainly is intriguing. Are you going to use your bonus bet on that? <laughs> I think you should. You're a terrible. Who doesn't influence. want to turn a little a free bet at, at 100 That's to true. one? I mean, I think it's a great way to use it. Don't do it on a minus 130 like I did. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, what was mine? Minus 125 uh, for the Rays uh, to knock off the Mariners. Yeah, it, you find that out, and then you get your. Uh, two and a quarter and that's great but yeah if you really want to turn it into uh you know a massive return then uh you got to wait a little while because uh finals aren't until june uh but it would be fun to see oklahoma city uh make a serious charge at this and i who knows what happens. i hope uh i kind of i'm rooting for ime odoka and the rockets i hope he has a great season after everything that happened i don't Mm. think it was necessary that all that aired out publicly I don't know. So yeah, it's I look. For, it, it is I look interesting that him. the Rockets. Yeah, it is interesting that the Rockets sort of snagged him as soon as they could. Uh, you know, he doesn't have this expansive head coaching history, but that year he had with the Celtics, uh, taking them to the finals, uh, that was truly something to behold. We're going to see how good of a coach he really is now, in my opinion, right. because he had inherited such a good Celtics team, and now. What's he going to do? Plus, he probably has a huge chip on his shoulder after all of that. Oh, absolutely he does. And you could tell defensively that the Celtics were not the same team uh, when Adoka left. And Mm -hmm. that was also really significant. Like, offensively, uh, the Celtics were more of a jump-shooting team, especially on the outside. Uh, But defensively, they were very, very different uh, without him. So... I will be curious if that translates to the Rockets uh, with younger, less proven talent. And if defensively uh, they can play at a high level, then suddenly the Rockets, uh, boy, 
you know, they were bad for a few years, but uh, now they're legit again. Uh, the post James Harden era, unless there's a second James. I Harden. hope they don't run it back with him, though. I don't think they will. I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm not good at predicting this stuff. Like you know, usually when you when you go to the betting market and you're figuring <laughs> out you know which player goes to which team, like those numbers get a little funky. And unless I can kind of come up with some particular jigsaw puzzle fit, uh, where you've got say longer odds, like I wouldn't bet on that stuff. Mm. Yeah. What are you betting so. on? Uh, what am I betting on? Smooth segue there. Um, you know, relatively light card. Uh, raise money line uh, to knock off the Mariners because I believe in Shane McClanahan. I'm going to take the Cubs run line at some point. This jet lag is not going to bother them anymore, and I'm getting plus money, so I like that. And I am going to tail uh, Kenny Ducey's pick and Novak Djokovic to win Wimbledon at minus 150. Uh, he is the GOAT. He is the greatest ever to play tennis. And because he knows grass courts better than anybody does by a mile, uh, this is a great opportunity for him to have a really easy path uh, through to the quarters. And path matters when you're talking about major championships because if you're playing a lot of five-set matches, maybe even a lot of four-set matches, at some point you do wear down as a tennis player. Uh, But with Djokovic probably making efficient work of his first few opponents – to me, he's probably going to be as fresh as anybody. He's going to know the surface about as well as anybody. And he's the GOAT. So I think Djokovic uh, can do this. And at minus 150, I think that's still a pretty good number. Yeah, I love it too. I bet it as well during the show. So let's go Djokovic. And then I'm also going to use my GM bonus bet on Freddie Freeman to get an RBI. It's actually plus 130. Um So I just think this is a good spot against one of the worst teams in baseball and the Royals and the Dodgers are trying to make up ground in their own division. They they're going to see this weekend as an opportunity. And I think they're going to make the most of it. And Freddie Freeman will contribute and get an RBI tonight. Paul. Mm. So I will do the Nats first five money line. Uh, Josiah Gray against the Phillies, fresh off their sweep of the Cubs. Uh, it's around plus 125. And then I'll leave. I'll definitely be tailing a pick or two that Jake mentioned, but I will leave those to him. All right. Speaking of which, um, I am also going to be on the Rays money line. I mean, with McClanahan, that just seems like a wrong price. Uh, for them against the Mariners team that has not been very good. I will also be on the Nats' first five. Josiah Gray has been awesome on the road, a 2-4-8 road ERA. And the Phillies, they're throwing a guy who's made three starts and has thrown exactly 13 major league innings. So I'll take the Nats there on the first five. And we talked about it a little bit. If you're going to give me the the Orioles at home as a short favorite against a bad Twins team, I'm going to take it. Pablo Lopez has been very uninspiring so far as a twin. And in that same vein, I'm going to take Gunnar Henderson, two-plus total bases at plus money as well. He's been playing awesome and a fade of Pablo Lopez like we talked about. Uh, I'm also going to take over 11 and Padres and Reds. I mean, Ashcraft has just been terrible. Lugo is exceptionally average. 
and in Great American Ballpark. That is a launching pad. Over 11 is a big number, but I'll back it. I'll go over there with two pitch, one pitcher who's absolutely terrible and one who's just fine against a hot Reds team. So over 11. And I'm going to also go Rockies team total over 5.5. Michael Lorenzen's going for the Tigers. He has a career 9.79 ERA at Coors. CJ Crone is back for the Rockies. He's their best hitter. So that lineup gets longer. So I'll back their team total over. And the Just for Funsies home run play of the day. It's my guy, Patrick Bailey. There's a plus 550 out there against Carlos Carrasco. Carrasco's allowed at least one home run in 10 of his 11 starts this year. He's so washed. He's so bad. Bailey's awesome. At better than 5-1, to one, I will take that for the Just for Funsies home run. Is he hashtag bad? I liked that bit. He's hashtag you. washed. <laughs> That's easier to find than hashtag bad. If you're yeah, doing exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the idea. It is uh, sure. college Republican football magazine serious. season. And yeah, yeah, I, I, I will be spending part of my weekend uh, trying to track down my key college football magazines instead of uh, pre-ordering them like uh, a responsible adult should be doing. Responsibilities. Uh, yeah, the, the Barnes yeah, & Noble, uh, my go-to, closed. The one that was uh, <laughs> like middle of... It's like not not too far. So now Paul's it's like depressed. All the way, yeah, but yeah, the, the, the day downtown. that Paul couldn't go to the Starbucks and the Barnes and Noble anymore was the worst day of his life. No, God, so basic. <laughs> no, the hashtag first world problems. Justin saw just triple bogeyed his last hole of the day to finish it even par instead of three strokes back of the lead, and I'm just like, how's our guy at? He's dead. I don't know. <laughs> It's not dead. Uh, actually, you know what? Yeah, get your jerseys, get your face paint. It is. <laughs> he is done. He finished at even par, 119th, not sniffing the cut line. So I regret to inform you, you guys have lost your bet. <laughs> I, just, face. I just casually mentioned it. I thought Aaron and... froze for a second, to be honest. Yeah, he's like, ew. Yeah, right. Uh, I didn't. What am I going to do? Like, I am not spending $300 on a losing on this. No. Get like a $10 shirt, t shirt, or jersey. All right. And a hat. Yeah, get a jersey. Get a jersey and a hat. You'll be fine. (laughs) Okay, fine. Perfect. It does have to be a loud hat, though, right? Oh, it has to be a cowboy hat. Ten gallon cowboy hat. Ten gallon cowboy hat. You know, the other problem, too, is that, like, I mentioned uh, Ludwig Aberg as a serious contender, and he's at seven under par. He hasn't teed off for his second round, but he's tied for 15th right now. Like, I could have just casually mentioned him. I think I just mentioned uh, Eck because he was the one bet that I didn't get to uh, when we were talking no, about the tournament earlier. No, that's earlier. not how it happened, Ed. Are you <laughs> backing out Aaron, of this? He's, yeah. he's trying to backpedal right now. Aaron yeah. brought it up, and you doubled down so hard, and Joe was like, Thanks. what is wrong with you guys? And then you guys tripled down, and then I asked, <laughs> how much do you like him? And yes. Well, was he actually baby. was playing well until now, so perhaps yeah, no, I, we mushed yeah. him. I, I, was, I, I, I did think we were getting an ultimate mush pan moment maybe. after that text yesterday. I thought for sure he was going to light it up today and make the make cut. The cut. Yeah. But here we are. Mushing powers are not as strong as you might think. It just happened once. I mean, 
Yeah, unless it's I mushed four, my yeah. first round yeah. leader bet, but I acknowledged it at the time. Right. Which the reverse. Even mush. if you acknowledge you're mushing, like it doesn't matter. Like you're still stuck. Thanks for watching and listening to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. For those listening, next up is Jim Rome. For those watching on Twitch and YouTube, stay tuned for the Daily Tip. Have a great weekend, everybody.